When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As we discussed yesterday, the Warriors-Broncos spectacle in Napier was a lot of fun, despite the result. Uh, there was some idiots that went a long way to try and ruin the experience, though with multiple pitch invaders towards the end of the game, creating a huge headache for security players, referees, the NRL, basically everyone else. So why can't we punish these idiots to the point that they never do it again, disincentivise the act of spoiling a professional sports game, or any big occasion for that matter? because the current legislation doesn't allow it under the Major Events Management Act. That is the problem. Now, Kevin Murphy is with us now, and Kevin is the, the Napier City Council events manager. Did a wonderful job luring the Warriors to town, but uh, at times the other night he would have been, I would think, almost distraught. Kevin, good morning to you. Morning, morning, Smithy. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It's been a couple of days since uh, what was uh, going to be a fantastic night. Um, it still was in the end for the majority of people. Um, but, uh, you know, it provided a lot of headaches, which is totally unnecessary, Kevin. Um, right now, a couple of days after it, how are you feeling about it? Well, I mean, still pretty gutted, to be honest. I mean, I'd actually been right um, for a walk around the whole ground and I ended up jumping up into the security box and was just commenting how great the night was and how the atmosphere was great and then suddenly bloody all chaos happened. So, I mean, I've never been um, involved in a... or never watched a game with just so much activity with pitch invasions. It was just ridiculous. And, I mean, the the issue is, is that these people... You know, there's no respect and there's no really, you know, they haven't got anything to deter them doing it because they get a slap on the wrist, they get a trespass notice, which, you know, to be honest, when you actually drill down into that, how effective is that? How can we police it? And then, um, and no fines, the disorderly behaviour area the police don't really want to go to. And so then we, as you said, we rely back on the Major Events Act for the big games, but it doesn't cover these games. So then do we do we have to um, put in place something like Australia has where there is something around pitch invasions for a piece of legislation in both Victoria and Sydney from what I can gather? Um, but, yeah, we need something because it's not just our problem. Wellington has had it. Rotorua has had it. Who knows who's going to be next? I mean, there's just an attitude with some... You know, a very small minority, but it's affecting everyone. And it's not just the NRL. We've got, you know, the New Zealand cricket are very sensitive about pitch invasions, super rugby. Anyone who's running a competition wants to protect the integrity of that competition. And the discussion around security is always a pre-game discussion. And when it turns to chaos like this, well, there's a lot of heat on everyone. And it's bloody disappointing. It's, yeah, I think you're putting it very mildly, to be perfectly honest. So what happened to these idiots? What, what happened, uh, you know, they get um, hauled in uh, by a really yeah. hard-working sec- security bunch of people. What happens to, to them after yeah. that eight, point? So eight of them got uh, put in custody and eight of them got served notices. There was a number that were youth offenders. Some of them actually got taken home by the police. And... Um, and some were given warnings. But, you know, there's, there's 
there just needs to be some teeth. There's no teeth in any of the, the legislation that's going to stop these guys doing it. Right. Uh, security levels, uh, they were high enough, you feel? Yeah. But, you know, we, we reviewed, uh, you, know, pre, you know, before the game, there was a, um, a second row of fencing put in, so down the embankment end, where we knew that we were going to have a big crowd, um, there were basically three fences to jump before you got on the field for a good portion of the dead ball area. Uh, down the other end, there was, there was one row of additional fencing. The security guys had over 30 perimeter staff so that was beefed up on what they normally do um, you know when you've got the, the security guys in some areas especially when you've got two or three or more people coming at you and you know security guys only got you know one set of arms um, so I, I think they did what they could and you know you can you can say that we need to throw more security at it I mean where, where does that end though do we do we then need to have, have to have two two meter high fencing and start seeing all these caged venues that you see around the world I mean do we really want to have to go down that surely we can do something you know before we get to that stage so, Kevin, you can ban them from coming back to McLean Park. I understand you might have done that. How do you police that, though? Well, that's my issue. I mean, we'll get the names and we might get a photo from the police. I, we, I've, I'm yet to have that conversation to confirm that we can get even just a, an ID because how do we police it? You know, if those guys roll up to the, the first Magpies game, are we really going to know that it's them? That's the issue. How do we police it? I got no so idea. It ends up just being a, just yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I've been involved Kevin, in other venues where it's same issue. Yeah, I look at how do how do Australia do this? So they got different legislation. I mean, um, uh, some people yeah. say, look, you. Yeah, all you've got, you know, when I say all you've got to do, what what has to be done is made it very clear on the big screen, the ground announcement, what the punishment is. But as you say, there is no punishment, so you can't. No, we can't at the moment. And so in in um, Victoria, they have a system, they have an act, and I think they actually call it, it's a major events act, but it, it drops down into naming the venues that it covers and the level of games that it covers. So it's a lot wider than what our, our major event legislation is just talking about World Cups, basically. FIFA, the Rugby and Cricket World Cups, but their legislation in Victoria covers a, a lot wider um, area and they allocate points to various offences and for the pitch invasion or being on the field, um, it has it carries a, I think it's a sixty point, which equivalates to about eleven thousand dollars worth of fines maximum, and that increases each year. And at venues, they say, do not go on the pitch; you will be liable for a penalty to the level of that. So, I mean, at least it's something that's got a bit more pointed sort of end result to it. How much is it? Um, how much of a bill is security when you're putting an event on? Uh, for us on Saturday night, it was about thirty-five k. How much do you have to pay to get the ground to get the Warriors to come? Where? How, how do you go about securing the match? Well, we pick up a, a good portion of cost, so we take a risk in the um, in the whole game. So we need to turn over. You know, we need to have a crowd like we had on Saturday night to pay the bills, basically. 
So wow. it's always there's always a level of risk on the city, um, but it was a managed risk because we knew that we'd never hosted them. We knew that it was, everyone was passionate about having the game here. Absolutely blown away by the just the range of people that are totally engaged with NRL competition and the Warriors, and that was probably at a higher level than what even I probably predicted. But, I mean, we've been working for a long time. I mean, I started the conversation, and after we had the Storm Dragons game here in 2015, um, everyone said that was a great game, but if we do another NRL, get the Warriors. And so the conversation with the Warriors started at the end of 2015. And then we obviously had the pandemic, and, and then we were able to re-engage. Um, in the, over that period, I'd been talking to the Warriors directly, but also a couple of Australian clubs to bring their Warriors game to Napier. And we got very close a couple of times, but um, it wasn't until at the end of last year that we were able to do the deal with, with the Warriors directly, which was great. Have you had contact uh, with uh, the Warriors organisation since? Uh, yep, Cameron's. Um, I spoke to Cameron after the game, you know, well after the game, and had a, a brief conversation. But, you know, the, at the end of the day, they um, take a lot of direction from the NRL, so the concern uh, that the NRL are throwing around. I mean, uh, Gallon talking about, you know, not bringing match back to Napier, well I mean Wellington have got exactly the same problem because they had as many in the end as what we had so it's not, it's a New Zealand wide issue that needs to be addressed um, but we're still um, I'd like to still think that we're in the mix to be able to host them in the future um, and we'll continue that conversation once we once the dust settles but I think we need to, as a country we need to have some way to be able to address this situation and I know a lot of other stadiums um, the Wellington Sky Stadium, Shane Harmon's very much wanting to see a change in the legislation so so we can actually try and have a have a end, you know, fine or something that is going to put some reason for these people not to continue to to upset everyone else's enjoyment. I mean it's just such a small minority of people that is absolutely killing the thing for everyone. See these days uh when you buy tickets, do you get, still get printed tickets? I mean, can you put it on the ticket that uh, of you know the likelihood of what will happen? Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, and I mean, whether people read all of that, but you'd certainly, if you had it, you would you would put it on there. And you know, a decent amount of signage around the perimeters would certainly go a, a good way towards that. So I think we can, if we had the legislation and the backup and some teeth to it, well, we can manage the marketing and and the messaging. Right, so um, what's the next step in terms of that regard? Do you, I mean, you, you'll have a lot of yeah. um, colleagues around the country who put on big events. I mean, do we, at some stage yeah, you just there's have a, a there's conference a nationwide say, discussion. Let's do, some, let's do something about yeah. this and get your local MPs onto it. Is that how it works? Yeah, definitely. I've got Shane Harmon from Wellington is calling me today and we're talking exactly about that, about what the next step, next step is. How do we get this um, put in front of Parliament? police, whoever we need to. Uh, Red Badge are also talking to police um, about similar things. So there is a coordinated sort of approach and it just needs to have, it can't it can't be dragged on. We need some movement fairly quickly. Otherwise, um, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be put in a really bad space to be able to host things. Um, and it's not what anyone wants. You know, these events are too, are too good and too big for regions to not host and so we're going to need to um, we need to make some movement get some results 
See, if I was profiling these people, Kevin, I would say I would be saying they're not league fans. They're not league fans um, at all. Um, you know, I'd give them some other adjectives as well. But they they certainly have no respect for the game or the players involved in the game. So when no. you see one go and the first person who does it, I think should get the ultimate fine because um, the rest are just like sheep following. Um, mm. I mean, mm. what kind of what kind of people? I mean, was there intoxication involved? Do you know? I mean, you didn't I, talk I to them personally. I haven't. No, I haven't. But I, you know, we'll be getting their names, and we'll. And wouldn't it be great to just name and shame them if we were able to get some images and photos and put them out at the gate at McLean Park? Can we? I'll do tell that? you what. <laughs> well, you, you, I don't know what the leg, uh, legislation is. I'll look into it. But if you provide me with the names, I'm happy to name them. I'll tell you that. I'm happy yeah. to name them. So if you, um, mm. if, if if I'm permitted to do that without the company being sued inside out, um, I, I I don't see a problem with saying these are the people uh, that ruined your night, folks, and ruined the chance of the Warriors coming back here for quite some time. And I don't think there'd be yeah. too many people that would argue against that, Kevin. No, so that's the conversation I'm having with the police, so I'll find out what we can do. Uh, well, I, I, you know, up until that point, you had organised a fantastic occasion, and at the end of the day, the majority, although um, the Warriors were denied at the end by um, a decision which was contentious, but uh, they didn't moan about. Uh, I think it was a, a brilliant occasion. Uh, I'd go back to I'd go back this Saturday if you put one on again, and I hope that you get that opportunity. So, Kevin, uh, thank you very much uh, for coming on. Understand your frustrations, and uh, let's hope uh, something is done about it on the evidence of what we had to witness. Cheers, man. All the best. Thanks. Thanks, Mother.